welcome to Harmony Christian Church Podcast. For more information about us, visit HarmonyChurchFamily.org. You can see things are going to be a little different this morning. Uh, we got six chairs up here, so if our panel would go ahead and just make their way up here um, this morning. So we've been uh, doing this series uh, entitled The Voice of God, and uh, it's been a really, really fun series to, to do. Uh, this is, I believe, was our sixth week. So, like, like I said last week, I think the record was five weeks. Now we're on a six-week series. That's pretty amazing, right? Yeah, okay. I think it's amazing. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so we wanted to do something special to end this series. Um, and we wanted, I wanted to make this last part of this series a conversation. Um, instead of us just standing up here preaching to you, giving you, uh, giving you some, some knowledge from the scripture, I want to have some dialogue. Um, and so to do that, uh, we, we just have Pastor Ron and Jackie up here, and then also Cameron and Holly, and then Amber and I. And uh, we're going to do our best to answer some questions, but we're just going to have some dialogue back and forth uh, on this thing, uh, this topic of hearing the voice of God. Uh, once again, once again, we had uh, just, we've had a, a, a tremendous response uh, from this series of just different testimonies of, of people either A, uh, experiencing hearing the voice of God or, or see just some testimonies of how people have heard the voice of God throughout their lifetime. And so that alone has been fun for me just to get those emails and to hear those testimonies. And uh, I think it really has begun stirring some things. Has it, has it been stirring some things in you on as far as just being more intentional about hearing his voice? Can everybody maybe say that? Has, has that been intentional for you? Um, it's, it's just been really exciting. I know it has for me especially. Um, but again, we're going to have this panel up here. And so we have some pre-built questions. But before we get to those, I'd really love for if you have a question, if you have something that maybe we, we spoke about on, early on in the, uh, or sometime during the, um, the series, if we spoke on it and maybe you'd like a little more clarity on that, or maybe it's something we never covered and you're like, man, I wish they would just talk about this then this is the opportunity to get clarity or to ask that question. And so it's going to be real simple. All, all you're going to have to do is, is stand up and ask us your question, and Pastor Ron will answer all of your questions, and we're just going to look pretty up here. So, um, so that's, does that sound exciting? Is that going to be fun? I think it's going to be fun. So, uh, so we'll go ahead and just open the floor up right now. Is there anybody who has maybe a specific question um, uh, about the voice of God, about that topic. And let me, let me preface all of this with this as well. I'm looking for questions right now. All right. So if you have a statement that you'd like to make, or you'd like to share a testimony, we're actually going to have some time at the end of the service, uh, to, to do that. So, but right now we're looking for questions. Does, does anybody have a question they'd like to ask, uh, concerning the voice of God? Okay. If you have a real strong feeling in yourself, how do you know this is me or the Holy Spirit, or is it, is it the Holy Spirit? In other words, if you know you know, and you have this strong feeling about something, is that, is that our feeling, or is that his way of, of uh, speaking to us through our own no, we know, we know. It's a great question. Does anybody have, I, I have something, but I'll wait because I don't want to talk the whole time. 
Well, I call that uh, you have to know in your knower. And what we do as we grow in our relationship with the Lord, uh, our knower grows with us, which is really your spirit on the inside. And so the more I spend time with the Lord and the uh, more experience and the older I get in my faith, then the more I can distinguish whether that's him speaking or whether that's just pizza. And so a lot of this comes down to a, to a situation of having confidence and having faith that the Lord is speaking to you. So many of us, we, we, we doubt whether he's speaking to us. And so we can, we can have a premonition, if you want to call it, or we have this feeling down on the inside uh, that it might be him. But too many times we, we don't really operate in faith. We operate more in doubt and fear and unbelief. And so what we have to do is so sometimes you just step out. Okay, I have this feeling. I have this, what I feel like is a leading. What do I do about that? You, you, you do everything by faith. If you can't do it by faith, then don't do it. But if I'm feeling something, begin to step out in faith, knowing that God is going to uh, honor your attempt, even your attempt to be obedient. He will honor you in that. Sometimes you might make a mistake, but that's okay. We're his children, and he's bigger than our problems. He's bigger than our mistakes. So just step out in faith, and the, long, the more you do that, the more you get to know down in your knower whether it's him or not. I was just going to say, I know like in circumstances for us before that um, we've just asked the Lord to confirm it to us in some way that we're hearing him. And, and he's not afraid of us doing that. He's not, he's not in, insulted that we're like, Lord, I'm not sure. Um, you know, even specifically when we moved to Alabama, Cam had some reservations. And so he just said, Lord, if this is you, we need these three things. These are the three things we need to confirm. And he did it. He confirmed them within a week. And so I feel like early on for us, that was a good gauge for us to be like, okay, this is the Lord. You know, we're kind of to the point now where we just know. Um, but it took time to build that knowing. And, and honestly, it's kind of building a trust with him of, okay, that's his voice. And I think asking for confirmation is part of growing that trust. Yeah, I, I just want to say amen to everything they just said. I, and I think the key word there for, for a lot of it is the time aspect and intentionality of knowing him, getting to know him. And uh, that comes through, uh, and I've shared this throughout the message, comes through knowing his word and knowing his character. And the only way you get to that point is by getting into the word and praying and spending time with him. And as you do that, I think, I think two things happen. I think one, you, like they've said, you begin, to, you begin to recognize that, okay, I know this, these are my thoughts, but I, there, there is a difference 
when it's his thoughts. I, again, I, I'm reminded of the road to Emmaus where they said, did not our hearts burn within us? There was a distinction uh, that they, they knew, okay, his voice creates this inside of me. And I think as you get to know him through his word and through prayer and just spending time with him through worship, through, through, those, through all of those avenues, you begin to realize, okay, my thoughts don't create this inside of me. This is something different. And so there becomes a distinction. I also think that as you mature in your, in your Christianity, as you mature as sons and daughters, your character becomes like his character. You, you start thinking like he thinks. And so sometimes maybe it is your voice and it is your thoughts, but that's okay still because you're beginning to think like he does. Does that make sense? Your, your mind is turning, you're, you're forming your mind into the likeness of God and you're, you're, uh, you're being transformed into his, into his way of thinking. And so sometimes, yeah, maybe it is the, it's hard to distinguish. Was this God or was this my thoughts? But at the end of the day, when you're, you're matured as a son and a daughter, you have his thoughts anyways, you begin thinking like he does. And so you can begin trusting that on the inside of you. And, and as, and, and with that too, uh, as you move forward in that, not only are you hearing his voice on what to do or what it is, but he also, there's that, that conviction where when it's not his voice, he's going to let you know, like, you're going to know that something's going to be off. If that makes sense. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how many times in my life where I've felt that where it's like, and it makes sense in the natural to do this, but something's just not right about it, you know? And so, um, and so I, I've heard it, and I know everyone up here would agree, uh, but I've always sort of said, you follow that peace too. And when there's not peace, okay, he's trying to say, this isn't, this isn't quite right. If that makes sense. So, okay. Sorry, changed my mind. I wanted to say just something really quick on that. Um, I think that when our heart is intentional about, we aren't sure, we think it's him and we step out and maybe it wasn't him. I just imagine the Lord, like, he's not some ticked off dad that's annoyed with us all the time. You know, I imagine him being like, oh, they tried. Like, they thought they heard it, they tried, and I'm proud of them that they at least tried it. And we're getting ready to go on vacation, and I'm very thankful for maps on my iPhone, you know. It reroutes. So when I forget to tell Josh, oh, you're supposed to turn here because we're too busy talking, it reroutes it for me. And I feel like that's what the Lord is. Like, oh, they tried. That's so awesome. They thought it was me, so now it is going to be me. And I'm going to reroute it and make it still happen, even if they missed it initially. Yeah, so we're youth pastors now. Like when I was, uh, I don't even know how long, several years ago, I felt the calling to go and go to school and actually be a youth pastor. And I, um, I had some uh, negative influences in my life that I didn't, um, that I shouldn't have had, I guess, and um, kind of detoured me away from going to be a youth pastor. Lord has his way of bringing you back around to where he wants you. If he wants you in a place, he's going to bring you back around to bring you back to where he wants you to be. So I, I just took the wrong, wrong way around. So, but anyways. That's awesome. Good. So hopefully that helps with that, that question. Is there any other, anybody else have a question they'd like to ask? I, 
<clears throat> it's along the same line, I guess. But when I'm in prayer, sometimes, and I have a list of people that I'm praying for, names will just pop into my head, people that maybe I haven't seen forever. And is that my brain working over time, or is it the same? You know, go, I go ahead and pray for them, but I have no idea why. So that's okay, right? <laughs> I always feel like if I, in a dream, see a person or hear a person's name when I'm thinking, I feel like that's the Lord giving me an assignment to pray for them for a period of time, however long that may be. Um, obviously, <clears throat> I mean, it could mean other things as well, but I always instantly think, okay, I have an assignment with that person to intercede for them. I don't, I don't have to know what's going on. I just intercede for them and pray blessing over them. Jackie, I know you got some thoughts on this. I just have an experience. I don't know if is that okay to share an experience like that. Um, and I agree. You know, if anybody, if any time anything, a name is in my head, um, comes into my head, I do stop and pray for them. And, and, and it may be somebody that, you know, that I know and it's going through a situation. And, um, but just maybe this particular moment, they need something. But I remember a few years ago, um, I had a really close friend and um, she had a daughter. Um, that was in the hospital and having some real issues. And, you know, I had prayed for her. And, uh, but one night the Lord just woke me up in the middle of the night. And I tell you, her name was so vivid in my mind and was so strong in my spirit. And I just started praying for her. And I'm like, Lord, I, you know, I don't know any particular situation, anything particular that's going on, but, you know, evidently you do. So I just, I just started praying for her. And the next day she called me and she told me, what had been going on with her that night, and I mean, she almost lost her life, and I'm not, and I'm just saying, the Lord will just do that, I mean, he's just so good to do that, you know, she was praying too, but you know, it was just that there was just that extra, um, and, and, and the thing that, that I think that's cool about that is that that, that ministered to them, but it also ministered to me, you know, it just boosted my, my confidence in knowing that that was the Lord. The Lord, you know, the Lord spoke to me. He used me. And um, the next time a name popped in my mind or a thought popped in my mind, I won't take it so, you know, you don't take it so lightly. You, you jump on it. You know, you know that that's the Lord and that's, you need to, you need to jump on it and do something about that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember where the reference is, the scripture reference. It's in the Old Testament, but it talks about that the Lord searched for an intercessor. He, he was looking for somebody that would intercede on behalf, of, probably of Israel. I, I'm having a hard time remembering the exact story. Um, that would look to intercede. And, and then in that instance, it says that he found no one. So, so it's, it's biblical. The Lord does. He searches for intercessors. Somebody to stand in the gap in between for somebody. And so if you're, if, if, yeah, if a name pops, pops in your head, first of all, uh, again, the Lord is saying, okay, there's my, there's my go-between. I'm trusting you to be on this assignment. And, and two, uh, you know, if that comes in your head and you're having to ponder that, the, the meaty thing that I think of is it's not going to hurt anything, right, to just, just go ahead and pray for that person and go ahead and intercede for that person. Um, and so, so, yeah, in those moments, go for it. Yeah, I always, whenever I get somebody's name, comes in my head I usually will start praying but then I'll give them a text or I'll call them and just say hey I just want to let you know the Lord's put 
your name on on my you know on my mind. Um, is there any, something specific that you need prayer for? Are you going through whatever? And so, or even you know, it's past youth that that we've had that I've you know um, that will come into my mind, and I'll end up just calling them and say, hey. You know, you're on my mind today. Anything up? You know, just let them know. I just want to make this comment also that it may not happen like the experience I just shared because I've also had times, and I know this happens also that that you know a name pops in your mind and and you know and I pray for them, and I may have I may talk with them later or I may not, and I never really know what what was going on there. But I just got to have the I just have the the faith to believe that something was maybe even prevented, you know, that they had no clue, you know, and that the Lord just used, you know, thankfully, you know, used that me to, and maybe some others at the time, to really pray that, to, you know, plead the blood of Jesus, to pray that over them, and just really prevented, uh, you know, something terrible to happen to them, but, and we may never, you know, never, never know what that was all about. But we just have to, we just have to know that the enemy sure isn't going to put somebody in your, you know, in your mind <laughs> to pray for, you know. So, uh, yeah. That's awesome. All right. Any other questions? Going once. No, this is it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. I'm going to, I have some questions here um, to ask. And uh, in the middle of this, if something pops in your head um, and you want to ask, then, then feel free. Just put your hand in the air, and uh, and we'll get to that. And we'll, you've got a question. Off. Okay, what, what's your question? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's like a, an auction. If you make a movement, <laughs> you're bidding. All right. So here, here's a here's a really good question, and I know that because I came up with it. Um, actually, Amber came up with this one. I came up with one of these questions. Amber came up with the rest of them. So I'll give credit to where credit is due on this. Here we go. So question number one, if you have never heard the voice of God before, how do you start? I think you've probably heard the voice of the Lord before. You just don't know it, honestly. Um, he's always speaking in in when you're outdoors and you hear the birds or just in ways you may not realize he's always speaking to you. It's more about learning how to fine tune hearing it and understanding what it is. And I'm sorry, I have something wrong from camp. I'm not sure what happened to me. Um, you know, I, I am a firm believer of building a trust with the Lord. And building, I mean, it is like a marriage where you communicate and you talk to each other and the voice becomes so familiar. You know, Cameron can be in the gathering space and I can be in here and I know what his voice sounds like. And that's the way it is with the Lord. And when you just lean into wanting to understand his voice, because a lot of it is us, we have to want to understand and know that it's him, man, it just, it's one of those things for me that it's like, sometimes now I'm like, Lord, I need you to be quiet for a second, <laughs> you know, like, because sometimes I, I, I'm trying to accomplish other things and he's needing me to do something else or he's needing me to hear something else. And so 
it's just that familiarity with him and building that trust with him of knowing, okay, this is the Lord, because I promise you, he's already been speaking to you. Your whole life, he's been speaking to you. It's just a matter of knowing his voice. I agree there with Holly that uh, you have heard his voice because the scripture says that my sheep shall know my voice. And so when we say, well, the Lord doesn't speak to me, you realize you're, say, you're saying a statement that's unbiblical. If you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you need to learn. You, we have to learn. But we can't say that he doesn't speak to us because his word tells us that he does. So we have to begin to have faith in that and confidence in that. And of course, we have to learn. But, you know, people who have a tough time hearing, if they want to hear... They have to lean in. They have to pay attention. They have to watch facial expressions. They have to become lip readers. And that's the way we should be. The Lord wants us to lean in. You know the, the scripture we read a few weeks ago, he wasn't in the earthquake and he wasn't in the thunder. He was in what? A still, small voice. Why does he do that? Because he wants us to pay attention. And there's so much noise going on in the world. We have to learn to tune those things out. And we go to Cracker Barrel, and I have a tough time hearing. There's a lot of, echo, a lot of echoing going on in there, you know. So we're, when we're with somebody, if I want to hear the conversation, I've got to lean in, and I've got to watch facial expressions, and I have to read their lips, and I really have to pay attention to hear in there. And it's the same way hearing the voice of God in a very noisy world. Learn to tune out the news. Learn to tune out gossip. Learn to tune out bitterness and unforgiveness. T tune all those things out so you can hear his still small voice. I think it's important, too, to not despise the small beginnings of that process. Um, I remember when I feel like I first heard, like, a specific word of the Lord. Um, we just found out we were pregnant with Malachi, and we were living out of state, trying to figure out, like, the realization that, like, our families weren't all going to be able to be in Alabama when we had Malachi. And I was just heartbroken about that because I never thought that that's how it would all play out. And I just... We also hardly had any money when we lived in Alabama, and I just remember being very stressed about multiple things, and we were coming home for Christmas, and we just didn't know how everything was going to work out. And I, I remember we were in our extra bedroom, which became Malachi's room. I was just praying that day, and I heard the Lord say, I've got this. That was, that was all it was, and I, like, I feel like if it's the Lord, it should be more long and eloquent and you know I was expecting more but I just heard I was so confident in him saying I've got this and I'm like okay like whatever you say you know and someone from the ministry called on our way home and sent us a large amount of money that we had more than enough to be able to go to the conference right after Christmas and go home. Insurance and things all worked out so we could come home for a month before Malachi was born and have Malachi here. Like he had it under control and, and it, it was different points where I just heard, I've got this, I've got this. And it created that confidence in me. 
So now it's, it is more eloquent and not eloquent, but longer. Like he speaks more than just, I've got this to me now, you know, but I'm familiar with that voice, but I can also stand where I'm at today and see even back when I was a kid realizing, oh, that was the Lord. That was the, I used to wake up early on Saturday mornings, which is ironic because my son does that and it's so annoying. So I'm really sorry, mom and dad. Um, but there was a televangelist that would be on, on like 6 to 6.30 or so on Saturday mornings. And I would just watch his services, watching people experience the presence of God, watching people get healed. And I wasn't watching cartoons. I was watching Benny Hinn crusades. Like, why? It's because Holy Spirit was stirring something in me as a child, you know. So I believe that in little things now, we're trying to create that culture in our children of, no, honey, that's probably Holy Spirit talking to you so they can get familiar with his voice now so they don't have to wait till they're in their 20s or 30s or whatever to begin to encounter and to be confident in who he is, who he is and what he's saying. Yeah, I think there, I have, had, I have two thoughts on, on this question of how do you start hearing the voice of God? One, I 100%, everybody said it, and I 100% agree. God has always been speaking to you. So, um, you know, you are hearing his voice. Um, I think there's two things, though, with that. Um, number one, I think oftentimes we think his voice is going to be very mystical. Like, it's, like hearing God's voice is some very mystical experience. Like, you know, there's going to be some booming voice from the sky or writing on the wall or, you know, there's going to, it's in, and I would say 99.9% .9 of the time, it's nothing super big, elaborate, over the top. It really is that still small voice. It really is the reading the word and something just pops out and, and, and the Lord is speaking to you over about something. It, it's, I think we have to demystify hearing the voice of God. It's, it's a very, it can be a very common, everyday, very supernatural, because everything God does is supernatural, but it can be a very normal experience where it's not this huge mystical experience. And number two, I think sometimes we miss the voice of God because he's not saying what we think he should be saying. Like we have in our minds, I need God to say something, but what we don't realize is we already have preconceived in our head what he, we want him to say. And because he's not saying it, we think he's not speaking. Or he's not saying it in a way we think he should, so he's not speaking. And so we have to get out of our own head this idea of what God should be speaking so we can be open to what he's actually saying. And maybe what he's saying, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of a good example. Maybe, maybe you're wanting clarity over a job situation or over... Um, maybe over a financial decision and you're asking God, what do I do in this situation? And you're waiting for that answer of God, what am I supposed to do with my finances? And you're not hearing anything, but maybe he's not speaking directly into your finances. And he's saying, okay, I'm going to deal with this. But first, in order to deal with this, here's the root of the problem. And the root of the problem is relationships. And if you fix this area of your life, then I'll fix this. But, but what we're thinking the whole time is, God, I want you to fix this. <laughs> and since he's not saying this, we think he's just not speaking. He is speaking, but we got to get out of our preconceived ideas of what he is saying back to us. That makes sense. So, Cam. And I believe it's not always a voice that he speaks to you. So, like, uh, dreams, I mean, like, with Holly, Holly will hear the voice, 
I don't necessarily hear the voice. I'll, I'll have dreams. And then, like, um, we've had, like, even ministers that something had actually spoke, spoke out to us. Like, it'll just be so vivid that it's like confirmation of, of things. Um, so I, I don't believe, I mean, I, I mean I'm, sh- I'm not saying he can't talk, you know, his voice to me. I'm not saying that. But usually with me, it's usually in a dream or, you know, or, or it's somebody that's, that's preaching that, it, like, th- just something just comes out and then, like Josh said, peace actually comes over it or, you know, something like that. It's not necessarily a voice with me. <laughs> that's good. Yes, Doug. Kirk, 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 Kirk. One of the things that really uh, allowed me to hear more and more the voice of the Lord was these thoughts uh, the Lord would give me uh, a lot in the at night. I'd wake up in the night and hear these things. And but what what I discovered was if I would be obedient and act on those things, uh, it would, you know, God would bless it. It, it would come about. It, it was worth my effort. And more and more as, you know, if something comes on my mind, just going to being obedient, the Lord's voice is going to, you, you know, that that's him. That's good. And uh, so that was just something that I've learned that, boy, if something comes to mind, I'm jumping on it. Yeah, Doug, and I think you're the perfect example of that, uh, watching your life, you know, immediate obedience. Sometimes for me as an overthinker watching you, because I'm an overthinker to the max. Let me, everybody on this stage can agree with that. You know, oh, I love this idea, but let's spend a month figuring it out, right? And, and, then, it, and then a month later comes and I have, there's a new idea and we never got to the old, you know, but watching you, some, and, and in that, I'm, what I'm saying is sometimes I'm watching you and you're like, let's go. I'm like, oh, wait a second. Let's think about it. But watching how you react immediately to his voice, uh, and we can just see the fruit of that in your life and what you're doing. So, Doug, that's, that's a perfect example of, of immediate obedience to that voice and what, the, what fruit can come out of that. That's good. Yes, Harry. That's a really, really great question, and Pastor Ron is going to answer that for you. I defer. <laughs> no, I, I, do you, you go ahead. Okay. All right, you'll correct anything I miss here. Um, I think a lot to answer that question depends on uh, probably a few things, but one very important thing, and that is the stage of life you're in. If you, are, if you are still at home and you're still uh, uh, under your parents' authority, then, um, then you have to submit to the authority that you've been placed under. And you have to honor that authority. And so if, if you go to them and you say, I, I don't know, I hear God saying I need a shiny new bike. I know that's a dumb example, but I hear God saying I need a shiny new bike. And your mom or your dad says, I don't think that's accurate and we're not going to go there. Then, then the authority you have been placed under, you have to honor that authority. And you have to, you have to respect that authority, even, even when it's hard. And, and the Lord will honor that inside of you because he's the one who placed you under that authority. 
And so even though he may be telling you, you need to go do this, and you, you honor the authority that you're under, he's going to honor you in that. And, and God is really good with timing stuff. And so that doesn't mean it won't ever happen. It just maybe means, okay, once you've graduated from being under that authority, or th- then maybe you can go after it. Or, and here's a really important thing, if you're in that stage of life, you begin praying for your mom and your dad, that they would begin hearing the voice of the Lord. And, uh, and, you, and you pray that, that, and believe that they're able to hear the voice of God and that you can submit under their authority, um, trusting that they're hearing God's voice for you. Does that make sense? If you're out of that stage, if you're not under that authority, then, um, then I think, and this is, where, this is where maybe Pastor Ron can correct me if, I, if I'm wrong here, I think at some point in time, you have to say, I've heard God's voice. I love you. I respect you. I honor you. But I have to do what I believe God is saying to do. And I have to go for it. And, and, and in the midst of that, no matter what their reaction is, if, if they, if hopefully the reaction is, okay, I've, I've, if, if it's your parents, for instance, they can say, I know I've raised you right. And so at some point in time, I have to trust that you are now capable of being able to hear God's voice for yourself. Hopefully that's the reaction. If it's not the reaction and it's, it's, um, it's, they're angry, they're upset, they, you know, they try to shut you off. Then, then you have to keep in your heart, you have to guard your heart from offense. You have to guard your heart from uh, being uh, upset or angry. And, um, and you, have to, you have to then turn and still honor and respect, but you still have to honor the voice that you heard and still maintain that movement and that motion going forward. That's very important that you uh, honor your father and your mother. Uh, well, there's long life in that. But uh, once again, as Pastor Josh said, if there's a disagreement, that causes turmoil within you. Mm-hmm. And that's where the scripture that I believe is Colossians 3.15, that says, let the peace of God rule and reign in your heart. And that peace of God, uh, or the word rule, means as an umpire. So what's an umpire do whenever... They run to first base. He makes that judgment call. Is he safe or is he out? So that's what we do. We allow peace to be the umpire, to make that decision. Do I have peace? Is what I feel, is it in or is it out? And if I don't have peace about it, because whenever you have a, uh, especially a parent who's advising you in a different way, you just, you just have that turmoil. You have this wondering. But if you can't come to peace, then you don't make a decision. But man, if you all of a sudden you get the peace of God upon that situation, you just know in your knower once again that that's the right thing to do. And then you respectfully uh, disagree, but go ahead and be obedient to what you feel God's calling you to do. That's excellent. I also think it could be him preparing you the way, like him, like he, you know, this is what you could be doing, so I need you to start praying into that. Mm-hmm. I need you to start praying towards that. That way, when you're when you're out from underneath your, you know, the honor of your parents, I can take you where where I need you to be. You know, mm-hmm. you can start praying into it. Yeah. 
So I've been actually reading a book about hearing the voice of God. It seems like I heard some preacher dude talk about it. So, <laughs> uh, And uh, it talks about journaling. And I didn't know if any of you have had any experience or currently use journaling for that. So uh, two years ago now, um, the Lord really began stirring me to start journaling. And to be completely honest, I thought it was cheesy. Um, we had been in a culture where that was really popular, and that was just never my thing. Um, and we had ordered some stuff from a ministry, and they sent, like, a free bag and a free, like, little small journal. And I just felt like the Lord kept um, urging me, like, hey, you should use that. Like, because in the current time, we have three children, and it's busy at home, and it's loud, and it's hard to focus sometimes. And I was I was in that, that season of really struggling, like, to get good quality what prayer time and just time with the Lord at that season. And so we were actually at camp with the youth. It was two years ago. And I started using it that night because the dorms were loud and there was lots of girls and shoe throwing, I believe, from Ayla and Emma. Um, so things were just crazy, okay? And I just started using that because when I'm writing, I find that it forces me to focus. Like, I have to know what, what words I'm writing on the page. And it just, it helped bring my focus in and... Two years later, I've totally filled that journal, and I'm already halfway through another one. Like, it gives me, like, so much life. Like, there's times where I can feel, like, my stress and that anxiety of just situations that are happening. And I know that I just need to go spend time with the Lord and just write it all out. Like, and it has helped, so helped me because of the season of life that I'm in. Because the kids are still playing. They're still loud. They're still crazy. But I, it forces you to focus, and it's just, I felt like the Lord just trying to transition me into that because it, and it, it works, and it's, it's just, I, I absolutely love it. There's days it's, you know, awesome. There's other days I sob the whole time while I'm writing things out, but I, I leave that time so free because I've just spent that quality time with the Lord, and he still speaks to me in it, in the middle of the chaos. Is less chaotic, um, but I do journal, um, and I actually, I was looking through my journal a couple of days ago, and my journaling is like, like I have all these thoughts, and sometimes none of it goes really together. Um, but when I was reading some of it the other day, it was something I wrote three years ago. And it so spoke to me in the moment that I'm in right now. And probably when I wrote it, I was like, what is this? It probably didn't apply to anything that was happening in my life necessarily. But I heard it from the Lord and I wrote it down. And I mean, it so spoke to me the other day. I just thought, wow, I've, I've underestimated the power of this and thought to myself, I really want to go back and read all my journals because I feel like the Lord made me write those things down for seasons, I believe. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be seasons where I need to re-remember what he told me before and hold on to those things that he told me before because there's promises in there and there's encouragement in there and there's things that just give me peace in there. And so, yes, testimonies 
And I mean, even just this week coming back from camp with these kids, like, I think my heart was just as filled up, if not more. Just, and so just to be able in a year from now to look back at what happened at camp and look at these kids and be like, oh my gosh, Lord, you are so good. That's awesome. And just remember those things. I would just think too, I don't know if you guys ever do this, but sometimes I read Psalms and of just the things that David wrote. And I'm like, man, he's so whiny. Like he goes from like, God, you're awesome to like, oh, everybody hates me. My world's falling apart. Like, but to be completely honest, that's how my journal is. You just called the the (laughs) toughest guy in the Bible whiny. Yes. There's parts of Psalms that I'm like, my gosh, get yourself together. But like, but journaling has become that for me. He had like, entire armies after yes, him. Yes, I know. But he's being like. Yes, he is. But it's become that for me, that access point. Because sometimes you can't have those emotions with other people. You can't be angry at them. And sometimes you have to let it out. You can't let it out to other people because that's either gossip or offensive or other things. But you can sit with the Lord and you can just let it all out. And that's why I leave those, those situations free. That's why I'm like, okay, I feel better now. Like, but to re- there was one day I just recently, I'm like, God, I'm really sorry that I feel like I just complain. Like I come to you complaining, but he's like, I love it. I'd rather you complain to me than complain to anybody else because I'm the only one that can fix those issues. So go for it. Like, I'm not offended by that. And that I cried for a long time because he told me that. And it was just, it's awesome. Whiny David. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you couldn't hear, because that was powerful that it's your journal is not just for you, but it's for your kids after you or your grandkids. You're creating a legacy that that they can look back and say. And Jim, this I just thought of this with you, with with your wife and her poems that she wrote, and the life that gives you now, and you've been able to give others by giving. I've received one of those poems before, or I know others have as well. Um, and that legacy that you're creating where they can look back and they can see the intimacy that you had with the Father and the raw, the real, realness of your relationship. So, man, that's, that's good. That's real good, Kathy. He is the best counselor we could ever go to. But I have found out through journaling when I go to him talking about all my problems and all my issues and all my stuff, the, the words of your heart come out and express things that sometimes you just can't verbally your heart is overwhelmed, so it comes out through your pen. And as you begin to write and you pour out those things to God, pretty soon your pen starts changing to who you are and what he says about you. The whole writing starts to change. And that's what I love about journaling because the first part is me. The second part is usually him. Yes. And you see, honestly, you see that in the Psalms. You see David, he starts off, I know, he starts off whiny apparently. But by the end of the psalm, you see strength, you see faith, you see God speaking back to him in those. I mean, so yeah, you absolutely even see that in in the Psalms. Yeah. Got to defend David. (laughs) Got to. No, sorry. All right. I've got one more here that I really want, I I feel like is important. Um, 
so the, the question is, is how do you cultivate a culture in your home to teach your children how to hear the voice of God? I really wanted to ask this question because of the panel that we have here. Um, you know, Holly and Cameron, uh, they're, and they're raising older kids now, one adult and one teenager. Um, Pastor Ron and Jackie have raised two kids that, uh, have, that very much hear the voice of God. Um, and, you know, we, we've been, we're still in the, the younger stages. Um, but I know there's a lot of families out there, and I think this is a really important question. So how, how do you cultivate that be, being really a normal thing in your home that your kids can even pick up on and draw out of? Well, um, it really boils down to just your everyday lifestyle. Um, how you, um, what, what you allow in your home. I mean, the music, the movies, the TV show, all that stuff. How your, what your home is filled with um, that can, that can nurture the Holy Spirit. Um, and then some, and then we just can't make it complicated. Um, and realize that they, they are not going to, of course, this is very obvious, hear the voice of the Lord, experience the things with the Lord that we're going to experience at our, in our, at our age and our phase of life. Um, I just remember I think Brittany was probably around nine, um, and she was very, she was in competitive gymnastics, very good, she loved it, and she was getting to the levels where we were having competitions out of state, and it was going to start involving a lot of Sundays, and so we, Ron and I talked about it, and it was just like, we, we're, we're just not going to do this, we just can't do this, we felt very strong about not doing that, but I just felt also strong that the Lord could also speak that to Brittany herself. And what, a, what an encouragement that would be to her and how that she could feel a part of all of this decision. So we talked about it. We would talk about it with her a lot. And, of course, you know, she, we were, you know, she knew where we stood in a lot of, you know, in, in a lot of this stuff. But anyway, I was just saying, I just asked the Lord, just a little favor of the Lord, you know, would you really speak that, would you speak that same thing to Brittany? Would you just allow her to hear your voice, to know, to know how, you know, what decision to make here? And one day, she just come to me, and she said, Mom, she said, now on the inside, no, wait a minute, that wasn't mine. On the outside, I want to keep doing gymnastics. But she said, you know, on the inside, I think I'm supposed to stop. And you know, that is just so simple. That is the simple faith of a child. You know, they, that was the only way she knew how to explain it. And it wasn't like she heard this, you know, like Cam said before, I think you're the one that said, you know, I have to hear a voice. But she just had this. She could tell the difference from how she was feeling, you know, on the outside as to how she was really feeling on the inside. And so um, we just went for it. We just, you know, I was so excited. and pray But, you know, of course, then they just grow from that. But that was just such a simple little basic thing from the very get-go, you know. And so it's just something that you just, you know, encourage. And, of course, you know, you're um, around people in a church that hear the voice of the Lord, that you, they hear the conversation of, you know, of how they feel the Lord's, you know, sharing them in this direction or that direction. So you just got to have them in that, in that everyday lifestyle of that sort of thing.
I was just thinking we just try to make it really practical. Like, I, I say things all the time in the house like, oh, I can't find my keys. Holy Spirit, please show me where my keys are. You know, just, and they just start to learn, like, it's okay to just talk out loud to Holy Spirit or to the Lord, you know. And uh, we actually had a similar thing happen that Jackie just talked about when we first told the boys that we were going to move back to Indiana. You know, it's hard when they're the ages that they are. They've established friendships and they've, and so there were some hesitations on their part of not really being super excited about leaving all of their friends. And so we just started asking the Lord, you know, if, if this is truly your will, give them peace about it. Give them, give them that feeling of we're going to be okay. And I was in the car with Isaac one afternoon, <clears throat> and we had been talking about the whole thing and all of a sudden he just looked over at me and he was like you know he was like I don't know why I feel this all of a sudden but I'm ready and I'm excited and it was just not only did the Lord speak to him but it spoke to us too and gave us that confidence to know like Miss Karen says this all the time there's not a junior Holy Spirit it's the same Holy Spirit that talks to me, that talks to my kids. And I think so often we just underestimate the ability that our kids have to hear from the Lord and hear that voice and know that it's him. They're smart and they know. And if you just live your life in such a way that they see you talking to the Lord, interacting with the Lord, hearing from the Lord and then moving forward with what they're he what you're hearing they're going to understand that and they're going to do it too. Mm. And and I just I really encourage parents like don't underestimate your kids. Sometimes my kids hear before I do because I'm stubborn, honestly. In my old age, <clears throat> I like things to be my way. And and my kids tend to be a little bit more free to just do what the Lord's asking them to do and be more accepting of that, especially when it's answers we don't like. So give your kids credit because they can hear from the Lord. And when they do hear from the Lord and they tell you about it, encourage them to write it down. Encourage them to journal that because later on in their life, it's going to be important for them to remember it. There's going to be seasons where they're feeling like maybe they're not hearing from the Lord as much. <clears throat> And they're going to need to go back and see how he spoke to them before. So, I think in ours, like, it, it was mainly the faith of stepping out. Um, that's that's helped them and us. Um, you know, we hear, we heard the the Lord say that we needed to move to Alabama. That was very hard on them, but um, I feel like. The Lord was that worked on their hearts and was talking to them also. So um, once it, the move was was time, um, He had already prepared them for what He wanted them to do to, in Alabama. Same goes for when we came back. Like she was saying, Isaac was already 
you know, hearing from the Lord and saying, okay, you know, it's, I feel like it's time to go now. So I kind of feel like that you know, your faith shows them that it's okay to listen to God. You know, yeah. your step of faith and then makes them bolder, makes us bolder. Something else, too, that I think became really important while we were in Alabama is we had surrounded our kids with people that also heard from the Lord and would speak into them and give them words from the Lord to confirm things for them. So, I, I mean, obviously, your home is your safe place and where your kids learn the most about Jesus, but be sure to surround them with people that speak that into them as well because that's going to be important. Awesome. Well, I think we could talk all day about this topic. Um, there's some things I wish we could even go into more, but uh, just for the sake of time, we're going to end right here. Um, and so, but but this conversation doesn't have to end. If you still have questions, if you still are curious about some things, um, feel free to ask any of us up here. And, and even with that being said, we we have six people up here right now. Uh, but man, I, I pondered all throughout the week. Who do we have on the have on the board uh, or the panel? Because I look around the room, and there's so many people in this room who have so much knowledge and experience uh, with this topic. Um, I think of Ann Michaels or Michaelson, Ann Runyon. I know an Ann Michaelson. I think of Ann and Dennis. I think of Matthew and Brandy, Jim, uh, 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 Sam, Jenny. Really, there I, I could I could keep going on that on that topic. Um, there's so many others who, who have this experience. So feel, just, just find those people uh, and, and have conversation. I love what you said there at the end, surrounding yourself with people who hear his voice. Um, and, and so surround yourself with those people. Um, and that, like I said, there's many, many, many within the congregation here um, that have a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience with that. So this conversation doesn't have to end is what I'm saying. Uh, if you have questions, if you have thoughts, um, seek out somebody and some counsel and, and that, can, that, can, uh, that can help you on your journey and you can help each other. Iron sharpens iron, right? And so, um, so Cam, would, would, you, would you close us in prayer? Father, thank you for allowing us to be up here and uh, answer the questions, Lord. Thank you for just a, um, just a heart for you, Lord. Thank you for all of us that are in this room, and bless the day as we go. In the name of Christ.